Welcome into another edition of the Original Roundtable with ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor for the next round. It is on Disrupt the Media. Like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up. It is always brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag. Doesn't matter the league. You can find a play at mybookie.ag. Put in that promo code next round. They're going to hook you up at checkout, mybookie.ag. So you were in, uh, you were at the Coliseum last week for Washington USC. Really good game for three quarters. Then Washington pulls away. Um, I want to ask you this the specific moment Caleb Williams runs off the field, jumps in the crowd, has a really ov- overly emotional moment with his mom. Do you read into that more? I'm doing everything I can to win. This defense just – I'm getting no help. I'm leaving everything on the field. Or do you read into it possibly – and I haven't heard this at all. It just looked like one of those weird moments that that could have been his last home game as a Trojan. Well, yeah. First of all, I'm, I'm how crooked with my hat, man. What's going on here, Bubba? I mean, I got, I got. I mean, I got issues, right? Hey, uh, find, hey find, find the local flag, local restaurant. I see. Absolutely, that. man. Chris Eddings and the boy they do a good job over yeah. there. Uh, look, we talked about this when I had him a few weeks ago against Utah, when he was that picture, that still shot of him sitting on the bench by himself, and you know, the national narrative was, oh, he's a loner, and he, you know, and he only cares about himself. Look at him pouting. No, that wasn't it at all. He was livid. Because they lost a close game where he put his team in a position to win. And then you mentioned the defense. Alex Grinch now fired his defensive coordinator, one of Lane Kiffin, uh, Lane Kiffin, Lincoln Riley's best friends, right? He, man, I, I, that's, that's a hard decision to make, but it's one he yeah. had to make. So, uh, Caleb, and I'm so glad you asked this question. After, I'm having a rough start to this thing. <laughs> I think I got phones falling. I got hats crooked. I mean, my <laughs> God, Magnum. Anyway. Yeah. Woo! What, a, what a, had a busy morning here, LT. I talked to Cliff Kingsbury um, for a while about this on the field before kick, about an hour before kick. And I asked him, what's the biggest misconception about Caleb Williams? And he said, man, I'm so glad you asked. And he went back to that Utah game, you know, the still shot. He goes, this guy doesn't care about individual accolades. He does not care about his numbers. All he wants to do is win for the guys in the room. That's it. That's all that matters to him. And he went on for about six, seven minutes, you know, and then Fowler came over and, and we, we were all kind of got into a group conversation about Caleb. And that is the ultimate misconception about your reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And that moment you brought up, LT, you know, where, you know, he's just he knew it was over. I mean, that they had to win that game to stay in the hunt for the Pac-12. That's what that moment was about. His team was not going to be able to go and try and win a conference championship. So. I'm glad you asked because I, it drives me insane. It's like fingernails on Charlie Brown's chalkboard to me, man. He's a good dude. Uh, he works his ass off. And, you know, people try and paint him in, in whatever light. The only guy who can take a shot at Caleb Williams for crying is Max Duggan, former TCU quarterback. That's the only dude. Because if you remember last year when RG3 put that tweet out with Max Duggan crying, you know, after losing the Big 12 championship, and Caleb responded, LOL. And then Duggan came back at it, right? When Barstool sent out that tweet, did you see that? And then Duggan came back with with the LOL. That's the only guy that can take a shot at him right now. Hey, well, last thing on USC, is there too much uh, Louis, too much Gucci, too much uh, NIL focus? You know, I had somebody in the business, they they said, look, man, I was outside the locker room and and it's more like an NFL feel. Like the, the, the defeats aren't as emotional as they are for a lot of college teams. There's a lot of swag coming out of that locker room, and it just seems like they're focused on other things outside of football. Maybe. Yeah, that, that's legit. Did you see Marshawn Lloyd? Um, I mean, the bling he had going? 
They're, they're starting running back, you know, leading rusher. Uh, There's a reason he left the SEC to go out west. I mean, my gosh, man. What, what, do, you, what do you think that – you know this better than I do. All that bling, right, all the ice that he had on, I'm going to go 30, 40 grand? Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least. You're going, least. No, you're going north of that? Yeah, I would go north of that. I mean, jewelry wow. is so expensive. Sister-in-law sells it now. You know, we're – Bromberg's one of our great uh, clients. Um, jewelry, I mean, it can get price, especially when you do custom stuff. Well, he yeah. had it. And oh, so yeah. To your point, man, may, maybe, I mean, but he's got to figure it out. Man. And guess what? They're going to Autzen, and the Ducks are playing pissed-off football right now. Oh, man, they're playing. I, I said luck. this, and I don't, I don't know how you feel. And we'll get college football rankings out again, and right now they just don't matter because there's a lot of shit that's going to happen in the next three, four weeks. But right now, my top four teams would be Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Alabama. I think those are the four best teams in college football right now. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, Ohio State, you know, is right there. Florida State is right there. Texas, I think Michigan, you and I have talked about this a lot. I, I'm excited to watch this team play uh, finally against a, a good opponent in Penn State. And James Franklin and his teams normally wet the bed in games like this. Uh, and I think Michigan right now is about as – not as pissed off as any team in college football, you know. Yeah, I think that's bad for that's bad for the other, you know, the other 131 teams. And you know, I, I've got Michigan winning the national championship right now, and I have for the last couple of months. And it just seems like when you get one of these scandals, or call it whatever you want, that it galvanizes the team. They play yeah. with the chip. It's us against the world, and it just feels like the big villain in college football right now. The Michigan Wolverines will be hoisting the trophy at the end of the year. I don't know how you feel. LT, Seems like they're, they're, they're embracing that villain role, man. You, you're now yep. seeing players going, "Hey, you know, I've watched enough movies. You know, every now and then the villain beats a superhero. So if, if we're the villain, bring it on. You know, we'll we'll, we'll play that spoiler role and, and and try and beat up on you know the the, the, the hero in, in college football, which is every other team. So I'm with you. Look, you know, I've talked about this almost every week. When I had Michigan and Minnesota, I talked to the four same scouts every week, and they, in, independent of one another, said, this is the deepest, most talented team in college football. And when you have the most talent, and you did, look, they do have good coaching. We all know that. He just cheated a lot, <laughs> allegedly, right? So uh, it, they are, they're hacked off. They're, they, they, they're on a mission, and they are the deepest, most talented team in football. They may have 20 guys drafted so i'm with you i think they are the best team in college football with the worst resume of a college football playoff contender and that changes starting this weekend look i don't think you can do anything to michigan i know this this story story to me is dull um it is a unique story but it's just one of those that we continue to just to pound it but I, the angle i would take on this and nobody's really taking this i don't think you can do anything to michigan right now but the interesting thing is if somebody was in Ann Arbor right now in a biology exam and they were caught cheating on that exam, they would be expelled. And so your honor code as a Michigan student, um, I mean, we had an honor code. We were in Tuscaloosa, you know, three decades ago. But Did we? I, oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of the first things you sign is an honor code. Now, look, you and I probably didn't didn't remember it. Hey, didn't, you didn't and I were DCF 101 together. Right. Uh, but can we say this now? Can we go ahead and tell everybody what, what we Statue did? Statue of Limitations is up, yeah, I think. We had the test! Yeah. <laughs> Indians of North America had the test. I mean, it was it was Animal House. Uh, I mean, look, there's a way you and I survived in getting degrees. Uh, but my point is, man, if you get caught, you get, you get – I mean, you get run – 
And now you're talking about the face. When I think Michigan athletics, I think Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he's probably the highest paid state employee, but that is the face of that institution right now. And if it really, if he is the head of the snake, it starts with him. I, I mean, I don't know what to do with him. I don't know if he ends up going to the NFL. I don't think the NCAA can do anything right now. Then he's done. He's done. Okay. I mean, he's got, and he didn't have one foot out the door. He's still incredibly invested in, in his team. I mean, he really loves every single player on that roster. He does. Uh, but he he became the Houston Astros. He's banging on trash cans and Altuve's yep. wearing buzzers. You know, I mean, he crossed a, a, a line you just don't cross. And now Tony Petitti, Big Ten commissioner, first year Big Ten commissioner, has a TV background. And I, I like what Adam Rittenberg's report like, came out uh, on Monday night, how it stated clearly that the Big Ten right now is not going after the team. They don't want to punish the players. And they also – but Titty doesn't want to lose a, a tens of millions of dollars. Conflict of that TV background. They are going after an individual. They are going after Jim Harbaugh. And Petitti can suspend him for two games, maximum fine $10,000. But then he can also petition the joint group event committee, and they can uh, come in with a, quote, major suspension. And that can be whatever they deem, like through the Big Ten championship game. Now, once you get into the college football playoff, the Big Ten has no control over that. The NCAA has no control over that. The college football playoff is its own entity. But I, I do like that the fact that the Big Ten and their new commissioner, they're not going after the players. They're going after Harbaugh. And there is little doubt in my mind, with all this overwhelming evidence, LT, that Harbaugh is going to be suspended again. He is Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. It is Disrupt the Media, the original roundtable, brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Put in that promo code OGRT. Look at Ian's beard. It's nice and trim. Uh, this right here is the handyman. So many different things, so many different options from our friends at Manscaped. Yeah, hey, look, the undercarriage, manscaped.com. Put in that promo code OGRT. So you're right there in the heart of Texas. Texas survives again. I thought for sure Sark had blown that lead. And Chris Kleiman's play calling. Uh, you got a first and goal at the four. Uh, the walk-off situation with a touchdown. I just I, I can't believe how that, that game unraveled. But Texas finds a way with Malik Murphy, a backup quarterback, to survive in advance. A couple of things. TCU has had their number recently. Yep. Uh, TCU has not been good this year, but it's a night game. It's in Fort Worth. Um, there's a Prime good time. chance Quinn Ewers is going to play in this game. But if he doesn't play... How much of a shot do you give TCU, and how are Texas's fans right now? Do they believe this is a really good team, or are they just waiting for them to slip up and lose a game? Man, LT, you've got some Texas fans. I, you know, our old friend Randy Galloway, my old co-host on ESPN Dallas, referred to Texas fans as a whiny orange. And I mean, there, there's there's some there that think Quinn Ewers is Colt McCoy. <laughs> they, they're just wow. – they are band wagon. And I, I'm not – I mean, that's – not the majority of them, but a lot of them. You know, they're, it's that oil money. Uh, oh, we're winning again? Well, let me go break out my, you know, orange shirt with my white horns and uh, let's, let, let's, let's hook them, you know. So, you know, Texas fans, they're fair weather. I mean, and, and they really are. I'm, I'm, I live here. I, I see it every day. They are a bandwagon group. They're a reactive crowd, not a proactive crowd. But I, you got to give Texas a hell of a lot of credit. Sark and Kyle Flood and A.J. Milley and Jeff Banks, all those Alabama guys, right, have built an SEC-style team from the inside out. Did you know that their two interior defensive tackles, 
It might be the best oh. combo in all of college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people say that. Yeah. There's not one holding call on those guys yet. Oh my I mean, god. They haven't been held once all year. Yeah, yeah I find that hard to believe. Doing? So they're not exactly getting a lot of benefits, right, from from the guys in stripes. Uh, but they they still find ways to win. So I know it wasn't pretty against K State. And Chris Kleiman's won a hell of a coach, but he man, that was a bad sequence, as you mentioned. There, when you got it first and goal from the four and you come away with blah, but they find ways to win. And it all started up front with that recruiting class last year on the offensive line, where Kyle Flood, Kyle Flood told me it's the best offensive line group that he's ever recruited. And think about some of the dudes that he's had. Wow. I mean, yeah. So now they got their seasoned. They're now sophomores. Obviously, one's a junior. And then that defensive front, they've built this team from the inside out. And then, look, I don't care what you do. Every now and then you're going to have a clunker of a game. And with your backup quarterback and other guys that have been out, they found a way to beat a top 25 win. I'm not going to hike my leg on that win, on that. Double okay. With, with that said, though, there there is a belief out there. If Quinn Ewers isn't 100%, isn't what, ready, Malik Murphy plays, struggles a little bit, that we could see Arch Manning. I don't know how good Arch Manning is. I've seen a couple of his highlights. Um, he can't be great right now, or he would be in front of Malik Murphy, right? Well, Malik Murphy, remember, man, there were a lot of teams that tried to steal him from Texas. I mean, I was told Florida tried to come in with a big NIL deal uh, and other squads, and he stayed loyal and decided, no, I'm a Longhorn. I'm not leaving. So I give the kid a kid. He's a, he's a grown-ass man. Have you ever stood next to that dude? No, he, but he, I've heard. I, I forgot who was talking about him. I think it might have been I think it might have been Luganville talking about how big Ooh, of a man that guy he's is. He's pretty. I mean, he is a beautiful human being, man. He, he made to play football. Uh, but I expect Malik, because of his maturity and just his mental makeup, to actually have a bounce-back game. I really do. I, I think I think Texas rolls TCU. TCU is just in shambles right now. So he is Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. This is the original roundtable. Disrupt the media. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. It is brought to you by Lance'sLock.com. Jump on board. Bloodbath this weekend. Ian, I try to be transparent. You saw it. Saturday was awful. Sunday was awful. Did bounce back. I was awful, dude. By your standards, you were awful on Saturday. But yeah, yesterday, I mean not yesterday, but Sunday, you had you had some bad beats, man. Yeah. Cowboys. I'm doing the Raiders Giants game. You uh, didn't know Daniel Jones was gonna tear his ACL. I mean, come I, on. Dude. I didn't. Uh, look, they were, I mean, I had Air Force on Saturday. They have 12 possessions. They turn it over six times. They missed a 32 yard field goal. Two uh two uh um they, they turn it over on downs, two possessions. I mean, you know, Air Force had been playing clean football the entire year, so these things happen. But we were 5-0 last night, but Lance'sLock.com, jump on board. You had the Chargers last night. Thank you very much. We did have the Chargers last night. Got and into that, the settlement uh, number with that. Appreciate boy, it. That Jets offense is oh. it is next-level bad Jets right now. Jets the line, man. Oh, yeah. you, you and I can go sack Zach Wilson. And that's, uh, you know, that's championship defense. So I, I know Jets fans, uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, a lot of frustration right now in New York. So you're heading to Athens, one of my favorite college cities on the planet uh, this week. Give me a restaurant Old recommendation, man. Leland from Georgia, one of their sports information directors, hadn't gotten back to me yet. What do you got? Okay, well, for, for your party Friday night, this is not going to work. But just for a quick lunch, you know who just opened a restaurant there? Who? Our boy Will Haver, another Taco Mama. Come on. Yeah, they just popped it up right there on campus. Yeah, right That's lunch. Area. There we yeah. go. We so got a late go. kick, man. That's lunch on Saturday. Um, I forgot what it's called, but I had a meal there. It is fantastic. Um, I will figure it out for you. It's something like uh, it had like an RV park logo, the getaway. I'll I'll find out. And I'll text right, you. It is on. fantastic, and uh, they've got great steaks. Everything you guys will love it. Good wine selection. 
be right up your alley. Um, but, but the game, I mean, nobody's talking about the palette is so advanced. Well, you drink it. Uh, Ole Miss, I don't know how good they are. Um, I said this today. Lane Kiffin, he has earned his money in Oxford because they're always pretty good. I don't think he's had any great teams. I don't think he's threatened with a championship. Uh, but this would be by far his career signature, biggest win, not even close. And then you start to take Ole Miss seriously as a contender. I don't think it's going to happen, but you're going to be there. How do you see this one playing out? Well, first of all, I had Lane Kiffin last year uh, in, in the Texas Bowl uh, against Texas Tech. And we had a, he had a great line uh, in, in pregame, just kind of, you know, after they go and pad up and sitting there talking to him and said, hey, you know, it's kind of impressive. No opt-outs in this game. And he looks at me and goes, yeah, you can go impressive or we got to recruit more first-round picks. Yeah, that's a way to look at it. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, that's how his mind goes. Like, yeah, okay, you can say we're all, you know, all these guys are loyal and, you know, staying in. Or we just can't, we ain't got that elite talent yet. Yeah. Now, I think Hugh Judkins is an elite talent. I like Trey Washington at safety. I pride of Trustville, right? Hugh at Trustville. Uh, but, man, this is a daunting task. I mean, they're a big double-digit dog yet again. And I'm with you. If he were able to pull this off, uh, that's that is his signature win, but I think Ole Miss, to your point, I think you phrased it very well. They're a really good football team, but they're going up against a great football team. And like I, you can say, Georgia did, didn't have their fastball against Missouri, or Eli's guys are just that good. He, I, I mean, I have I have flipped on Eli. I think he's a good coach. Uh, he's not overwhelmed by any situation. Funny I can't the believe they blew the LSU game. I mean, realistically, they should have one great loss if you have a great loss out there in the Georgia game. And yeah. outside of that, they should be undefeated. And uh, I think he should be in the conversation for at least SEC Coach of the Year. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll answer anything, man. You go, hey, do you put honey on, on a peanut butter sandwich or is it just jelly? And he'll give you a great answer. I mean, you know, anything you want to go. Do you do a swirled ice cream cone or do you just go with vanilla or chocolate? I mean, so is he the closest we've got to Mike Leach right now? Not not nearly the, the charisma. Not ne- yeah. I mean, now, you, now you're going. That's 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 well, we just don't have that. It's that first ballot, right? Literally, I mean, that's the story about Leach when I asked him about playing at LSU and he gives me the well, I mean, the best part about going to LSU is you get a, well, you see a live tiger. I mean, and then, and so then we good. go down mascots and we get on the rodeo clowns. I mean, and call rodeo clowns the best athletes in the world. I mean, that's Mike Leach. But Eli, I would say, is as close to that as we're going to get. You can ask that dude anything, and he will give you an answer. He is, dude, he sat down with Marty and McGee. Have I told you this story? No, no. You you can go look it up, man. It is priceless. Marty Smith, Ryan McGee, great dudes. Good show. Just great humans. I mean, and and just love them some football. Rednecks like me. And he asked Eli about, I think it was the K-State game week three, right? And uh, and he he said, how important is this? And he goes, well, well, if you read the papers and whatnot and check the internet, um, if if we lose, I'm going to be sitting with you guys on that set, so we better damn win. I mean, he just he embraces yeah. him. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, so uh, to your point, though, I mean, he's a heck of a coach. He's got a, a remarkable quarterback. I think Brady's is is, is probably underappreciated when it comes yeah. to – Yeah, you know, I had a bad interception this past week against Georgia, Still. but that's going to happen. I mean, he's been – he has played flawless football up until that moment. At, no, no doubt about it, man. So Ole Miss has now to go – you know Kirby is doing this, right? They had his number two. You know, now we had a close game against Missouri. And he, he's going to use that where everyone's, you know, they don't think you're that good and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he is going to hammer 
that home. That's also one of the things, in my opinion, Ole Miss has got to deal with. But one of my favorite players in football is Q Judkins, proud of Pike, Alabama. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, do you think, and I haven't seen his team or his uh, player prop on his rushing total this week, I would probably put it at 82 and a half just because guys don't go out and go 100 plus on Georgia. But much like Ollie Gordon last week, they knew. I mean, Brent Venables was all about yeah. stopping Ollie Gordon, and they couldn't do it. And yeah, I think Ollie this Gordon is, should be in Heisman Trophy conversation. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I said that. I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, but, you but, know, if you put it goes He went out, for over a hundo against that Texas A&M front. That doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah. That does, yeah, he scored three tuts. That does not happen. Q Judkins is a baller, man. So if it's around 80, I'd take the over LT. I really would, man. They're going to feed that dude. What do you think, though, if he goes out knowing that Kirby Smart, it's going to be all about stopping him and making Jackson Dart beat him on the perimeter. But if he goes out and goes 100-plus, couple touchdowns, and they pull the upset, I think Judkins, you start to have a conversation about him going to New York. I know there were missed games out there. Yeah, but down the stretch, he's at eight hundo, right, right, right around eight hundred yards right now on the year on about one hundred and twenty-five carries. So the yards per are it's there, but you know, Ollie's all he was over a dime going into last weekend. Yeah, a six straight one hundred plus. Whew. Remember, yeah. he started out slowly, but I can't give a pick on the game, so I'm calling it. But you know that that number tells me everything I need to know about how Vegas feels about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, boy, it's, I, you know, I, I'm waiting for the Big 12 just to shit the bed. I don't know how you feel about that. I thought it was going to happen last weekend because well, I, one I of had them a, did. Yeah, one of them did. But now, and you know what's crazy about this is we brought up the scenario today. If Texas loses one game and Oak State and Oklahoma went out, they're going to rematch, which, you know, we saw how venomous it was this past week. I'm just waiting for, like, I wouldn't be shocked at all if, Oklahoma State, as good as they're playing, lost to Central Florida and Gus. Yep. Gus is due one of these games. And I wouldn't be surprised just because Texas has struggled with TCU and they're not playing their best football if both of them lost this weekend. And pretty much Big 12's dead. Look, man, I'm, they're on life support. And, and they've got one shot at the, C, at the college football playoff. And that's Texas. That's it. You know, so I'm with you. Uh, but I'd, I'd love to see a rematch. I really would. I mean, how great would that be to have uh, Texas OU one last time? But you know who would hate it? Brett Yormark and every athletic director and every president in the Big 12 to have those two going at it again in a rematch for the Big 12 title in their last year in the Big 12. That he would throw up on his $1,000 Italian loafers. Is it fair to say, before I let you roll here, and this is uh, the original roundtable ESPN's Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Lance Hill for the next round. It's on Disrupt the Media. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. It is brought to you by our friends at mybookie.ag. Put in that promo code next round. They're going to hook you up at checkout at mybookie.ag. The most frustrated fan base in any sport, any team, has got to be the Dallas Cowboys fans. And watching them this past weekend against a really good Eagles team, you had every opportunity. And they get down to the six-yard line so quickly. They've got plenty of time. And and they shit the bed, and they end up losing that game, and they lose Couldn't it on a blame Dak. Get blame Dak, man. Dak played well. Um, you know, outside of not keeping the foot in bounds there on the two yep. point, yeah, yeah, tough yeah. to do though. Uh, a little awareness there, and he threw one pick, but outside of that, he played really well. But I mean, is this the most frustrated fan base in all of sports? Man, that's a great question, LT. And they're up there. I mean, I'd say the Yankees last year probably were uh, were hacked off. They're spoiled, and I can't stand Yankee fans anyway. So that that pleases me. But my wife's a Cowboy fan, and she's not in a good mood whenever they lose. So 
Uh, I, it benefits me and my focus group of one to have them win. But how crazy was it, LT, that of the 106 guys that were members of the Eagles and Cowboys, you can easily make the case that Dak Prescott was the best of the 106. And they still uh, on lost. Sunday, yeah, Sunday was great. I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. And on normally that day, he doesn't, that field, he doesn't he play was, great in these moments. And look, I, I, look you, if, if, and it, I think it's a bit anal, but if you want to nitpick, because I, I think we always try and focus on, well, who failed or who was the problem or if that's not the problem, what was the problem? How about we credit the damn Philadelphia Eagles? A quarterback who's got a hurt knee and, and Jalen Hurts, proud of Bama and, and Oki, right? They found a way to win. They have the best record in the NFL. So instead of trying to assign blame, how about, you know what? For one time, we just go ahead and give credit where credit is due, and that's to the Eagles. Now I've got a question for you. I had Raiders Giants after Washington USC. Oh. I had a red eye home. Have you ever been to the Vegas airport on a Sunday for a red eye flight after a big event? Uh, I haven't, but I know the Vegas airport in general is a sad spot. Dude, I have never seen a more defeated, depressed group of humans in my life than what I witnessed at the Vegas airport. Now, uh, the Sunday scaries at the Vegas airport are a real thing, man. I mean, I should have videoed it because and sent it right to you because you, of all people, would appreciate it maybe more than anybody else that I know. The anxiety in that airport makes me – it's McCarran. It makes me very uncomfortable, especially on a Sunday. It is insane. Folks, if you've never been, it's worth it just to go and see that. Because you're going to realize, you know what? My life ain't that bad. Yep, I got it good. Because those fools, I mean, it was one dude's over in the corner, like sucking his thumb in a fetal position. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I can't make that up. You got one guy just walking around in circles, screaming at someone in his, in his ear, right? He's on his phone. Why don't you shut the hell up? I didn't mean to do it. I'm like, okay, he just lost his rent I mean, or his mortgage. You know, I mean, it, it was, <laughs> you've never seen anything like this in your life. I promise you. It was crazy. Uh, uh, better gambling movie, The Cooler or Molly's Game? I'm going to go Molly's game because she's got game also outside the movie. And it's a remarkable story. I was an Olympic athlete. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize this till I saw the movie. I knew her story. I didn't realize her brother was Jeremy Bloom, who was a hell yeah. of a football player at Colorado. Yeah. And Olympic skier, right? I mean, yep. he was one of Under Armour's first, uh, first clients. I mean, yeah. I mean, Molly Bloom was a remarkable, remar like the, she did all of the flips and stuff, right? Yeah. That was, yeah. and she was hot. Weird. Oh, smoking. Yeah. yeah. And then she ends up running a, the, the biggest card game in Hollywood, hacks off an A-list actor, and then it goes to the- Toby Maguire, by the way. Was it? Yep. That's legit? Yeah. So go back. I think Esquire or GQ did a real deep dive into the real story, and they throw the actors out, who they were in the movie and who they were. She wouldn't trained. name them. That's why she was going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. They finally got named, but Toby Maguire, is the, huh? he, he was Michael Sarah's character. He, he was the dick. <laughs> yeah and like would just i mean was so belittling to her and would just do the the the, the most petty things um yeah, so I, i've never liked him I, I didn't really like him before but after yeah, hearing you really that, don't like him yeah i really don't like him because i like i mean been in the industry you really don't like him. her her side hustle was is is airtight as it gets i mean to be able to have new york yankees and russian mobsters playing with you 
Um, that's pretty strong. That, that's a strong. That's stronger than new rope, man. That's what that is. And it, it, it still is. got popped, right? But, so, but but Alec Baldwin, back before Alec Baldwin was having a lot of problems, was great in the cooler as a as a uh, casino boss. Yeah, I got to go back and watch that one, man. And people watching us right now and listening to us are going to go, wait, you're not mentioning casino. You're not mentioning, you know, dude. Yeah, I just threw two randoms out there. Yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah, Molly's game. I mean, if you're going to give me those two, I'm going with the Olympian. Okay. He is Ian Fitzsimmons, uh, the original roundtable, always brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Put in the promo code uh, OGRT. They're going to take care of you at checkout. Holidays are here. Great stocking stuffers. Uh, a variety of great products from our friends at Manscaped, manscaped.com. Uh, the code OGRT. Good stuff. Enjoy Athens. Uh, Paradise something. I'm, I'm, it's, it's coming back Come to on, me. That restaurant. Just text I'll me. Have it, I will have it to you in 10 minutes. Anybody you guys, else? Give me, give me restaurants. I need, I need Friday uh, dinner, and I need Saturday lunch. Well, I got Saturday lunch. I'm going to talk to Mama. So there you okay. go. I got to support our boy, Will. Perfect. Safe travels. Talk to you next week. Bye, brother.